0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Select and I'm joined again this week by Paul Gallagher, who's better known as Voice of Value. How are you doing,
1: Paul? Great, thanks. Looking forward to another exciting day of racing at Ascot.
0: Yep, should be a good one. As ever, we'll be looking at the racing on ITV on Saturday. But before we get stuck into this week's tips worthwhile mentioning last week's winners that we had on the podcast?
1: Yep, yeah, 16 to 1 SP for Gulliver. I think we tipped it at 14s and an honourable mention I think is due for Summer Moon in the big race, the Cesarevich, where it finished in third place at 50s so that's not bad going at all. Most of you all have got um, at least 50 to 1 I think some guys were tweeting to say they got 66s and you know fifth or quarter odds on that for each way places is happy days.
0: Yep, we'll take that every week. Uh, I even managed to get on the 50-1 to shot, so thanks very much for that. Really appreciate it. Uh, Now, if you're out there listening and you enjoy what we do, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. And as always, if possible, leave us a review and leave us a rating on there. It really helps us climb up the rankings, and that would be massively appreciated. Um, So on to this week's tips, and it's the final day of the flat season
1: yeah pretty much i mean there'll, there'll be dribs and drabs after this they kind of race on into november but this is the last big day the sort of culmination of the uh, all the top quality stuff um and there's huge pots for, for all these group one races at uh, Ascot.
0: one of the most valuable days in racing price of 4.2 million up for grabs so it's not to be sneezed at
1: yeah absolutely and um, anyone with a uh, a decent champion style horse will be aiming their horse at this or have it in mind you know, put it, to pick up the prize money um, particularly if the horse goes on soft or heavy ground which we'll touch on in a minute I think.
0: Yeah, with it being so so late in the year I suppose you're always at the mercy of the British weather so that's already had an effect on the going for Saturday.
1: That's it, I mean Ascot is, is one of the fairer um, flat tracks in terms of the way the ground's set up, it's quite flat um, It drains well but it's just been an incredible amount of rain over the last sort of week or two um i was actually in london last weekend and it was uh, at one point it was absolutely bouncing off the ground and it's been the same over the last couple of days so yeah they're, they're actually i think and, and if it was at another venue it might not be going ahead at all they might have cancelled it but right. they've yeah but what they've done is um quite interestingly for the first time they've switched some of these races the longer distance races Um, so anything that's not run on the straight course they've switched to the what they call the inner track which is actually the hurdles track where which they would normally keep for winter hurdles races Um, so it's not been raced on since last April uh, or April I should say of of 2019 Um, so that will have been firm ground all the way through the summer for anyone who's at Royal Ascot that's where a lot of the the um, corporate hospitality stuff will have been pitched on the inside um, behind the rail, so you would not even see that it's a track. So that's, now that the rain has come, um, that will soften up considerably, so it's going to be actually better ground than the straight course. Straight course will be heavy ground, and that is officially good to soft, soft in places, I think they're saying at the moment. It'll probably end up being soft by the time it goes off, but it'll be pretty good quality ground and, and actually quite fair.
0: A quick glance at the race card, one thing that stood out for me was that Frankie De Tori is on, I think, four favourites um across the six that are on the card. Um and you were mentioning to me earlier that the bookies possibly fear uh, Frankie multiples once again.
1: Yeah, it's quite interesting. He's got he's got a few favourites who would have a strong chance. Um Starcatcher, um, Stradivarius certainly, um, you know, who will be going very close. Um, and the bookies, they, they had a bit of a, an issue in, at Royal Ascot, actually, one of the days where Frankie nearly went through the card. I think he got yeah. four, um, and, and he was close in the fifth, um, and it, they, they reckoned it was going to cost them millions, if not, in some cases, bankrupt a few bookies. Um, <laughs> and the, it was just seems incredible, but the explanation seems to be that your average um, Saturday racing punter doesn't know many of the jockeys or the characters or, you know, the form or whatever, but will sit down and maybe have a multiple. And quite often they'll pick their favourite jockey or the well-known jockey, who is, of course, Frankie Dettori. So everyone might have these five and six folds running on. Um, they might only have stuck a quid or two quid on it. But if he's one on a 10 to one shot, followed by a sevens and then another 16 or something, all of a sudden, oh my oh My goodness, the bookies are in real trouble here, um, and so th- they're actually quite scared of that. I think probably less of a problem on Saturday because you know a few of them are really short prices. So even if, if you're sort of casual punter is sticking a five or a tenner on, it's not going to murder the bookies um, the way it did at Royal Ascot.
0: Yeah, and no better place to start in the first race where he's on the favourite advertise and the Quipco British Champion Sprint Stakes.
1: Yeah, advertise. I think um, on on sort of good good to soft ground on a fair day would be well considerably shorter price than this, and would probably be my selection for the race. Um, but this is um, run over the sprint course, as I touched on earlier. It's going to be heavy ground. Advertise is unt- untested on heavy ground, shall we say? So you know it, he may end up um, enjoying it and running fine, but. I'm not going to take a chance, not on a favourite. I think about four to one is the general price at the moment. Um, The alternative, the win bet for me, is Hello Yumzane, who's 11 to two at the moment um, with a few of the big ones, Ladbrokes, Sky, Coral, etc. and loves the soft ground and the heavy ground. So there should be no difficulty there. So if you're looking for a solid horse that's going to be there or thereabouts, that's certainly the one I would go for. Um, you could even argue eleven to two. Um, some because are paying four places. I know bet you um, know. You could argue that it's a sort of snide each way bet. And I've got another wee snide each one later, later on um, in the card. But um, you know, I wouldn't be averse to doing that. And even if you're putting in, if you're putting each way multiples on, then that's the one I would stick in.
0: Okay, so that's hello Yoomzine in the first the one thirty five at Ascot.
1: Yeah, I should also say if there's anyone who um, not a massive fan of the shorter prices and wants a bit of value, a bigger price, I think Librisa Breeze is still available at sixteen to one, the bet fair four places again. That's a that's a solid each way bet. I think um won this race two years ago and came back recently with a decent performance um and, and looked sort of to be turning to form really enjoy softer ground and I think you know 16s is probably too big a price and uh, so that's a good each way punt for those that like a bigger price. So
0: onto the 210 which is the long distance cup and it's going to be all about Stradivarius and I suppose the question is can Frankie get a tune out of him.
1: <laughs> Excellent, yeah. good knowledge there. A good googling of what the Stradivarius. Is. <laughs> <laughs> um yes. I, I, I can't see past Frankie here, to be honest. Um, Stradivarius goes on any ground, but just too short for a bet at the moment. What I think is quite interesting, um, there's four to nine in some places, um, which is uh, the shortest I can see. But there's it's two to one, four to seven generally across the board. That's too short. I think that price will. Um, come out a bit not quite to even money but maybe eight to eleven or whatever by the, at some point um on Saturday morning I think you know bookies will take a chance particularly with the ground being a bit different and John Gosden's making noises about oh you're going to have to walk the course and we'll have a look at this and that sort of stuff yeah. um which might make people um a little bit concerned and I don't think you'll see guys steaming in with big notes you know At 4 to 9 and and, and 2 to 1 on. So, if someone wanted to be a bit cheeky, they might say, Well, why don't I go onto the um, exchanges like Betfair, BetDAC, whatever, lay Stradivarius just now um, at sort of 2 to 1 on, and then um, in the uh, the assumption that near the off that will drift a little bit and then you can back at a bigger price and guarantee a profit before it even goes off. That's maybe a bit complicated for your <laughs> average Saturday afternoon punter, but it's something that I'm considering doing because I think it's too short at the moment.
0: Okay, so what are the options then in this race?
1: I think what I'll be looking at is the without the favourite market, which is quite popular when okay. you've got a short price favourite like this, and at the, the bo- added bonus we've got here. we've got more than eight runners so once you take out Stradivarius you'll still get an each way price in that and the without markets now at the time that you and I are recording this most in fact I can't see any bookie that's put up that market yet so what we're doing is waiting for that later on tonight have a look the two that I've got in mind are Withhold um, who's a solid handicapper likes soft ground this is a bit of a step up but I think he's, he's rated to get close to Stradivarius um, and, and certainly close to the others in the race. So if I can get an each-way price on him in the without market, that I'll be keen on that. And the other, uh, at a much bigger price, is Cleonti, who um, ran Stradivarius fairly close when they classed early in the season. And I think it's 33-1 or something in the normal market just now. Once we take out Stradivarius, if we get a double-figure price there, maybe 12s or 16s, I'll have a wee look at that. But what I'll do is... I'll put that in my column tonight on Mr Fixit's tips so people can check up on that. And if there's either of those two that I think are decent value once those markets are open, I'll tip them up and we can read all about it.
0: So in each way bet on the without market,
1: effectively, will pay up to four places. Yes, assuming that Stradivarius runs his race um, okay. and, yeah. And, yeah, and is in the, top, in the top three.
0: Next up, we've got the Totori-Gosden combination again. This time it's Starcatcher that's the favourite in the really?
1: 2.45. Yeah, I've looked at this race um, in some depth and I was looking to take on the favourite, but actually the more I look um, and the further I get into it, I keep coming back to Starcatcher. Seven to four, I think, has actually gone now. It was um, about an hour or so ago there was still some seven to four available. But I think there's been more money and I think 13 to eight is probably the best price we can get. Yeah. But actually, I, I'm struggling to find an alternative. Um to the favourite and I think I'll probably end up just going with Starcatcher it won't be a huge bet Um, I'd rather get about 2-1 to or whatever but it'll be um, it'll be I think just a a small win bet on that one for interest and perhaps one to stick in your accumulators if if people are that way inclined
0: Yeah especially if you're on the, the Tory train on Saturday Okay next up it's the 320 and the Revenant heads the field here
1: yeah, another um, fairly short price favourite in what is a pretty competitive race. Um, on paper, the Revenant's form looks pretty solid. It's a French-trained uh, horse and it's coming over to the UK. And 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 you know anyone looking down the form will think, oh, brilliant! It's one on very soft, what the French call very soft ground. It's one on heavy ground, and again, if you go back to November of last year, it's one on very soft ground again. So lovely form, but the problem with that is, first of all. In French soft and heavy ground is a different beast to um, British soft and heavy ground. They would maybe be, they would err on the side of calling it very soft when we might call it soft or good to soft. Right. So that's something to bear in mind. And secondly, those wins were in the last one was a, a reasonable enough group two, but I'm of the opinion, and I think most people are, that um, a group two in France isn't quite as good quality as a group two in britain that's not always the case but that's just a, a wee rule of thumb that i go with so i would kind of downgrade that form slightly so the sort of five to two about revenant isn't really appealing to me um what i'm going to do here is i mentioned earlier i've got a snide each way selection and it's in this race um if people are that way inclined because you're getting four places with uh, some of the bookmakers lord glitters is um a solid horse on soft ground, um, good form at Ascot as well, likes it here, won here um, during Royal Ascot, um, a big price in the Queen Anne stakes um, earlier on this season, and they tried him last time at York over a longer trip, over uh, one mile, two furlongs, but he's, he's a miler all day long, so you can kind of disregard that, um, comes back to a mile here, soft ground, Danny Turthope on board, just a solid each way, but I think the one that could beat him, so I'm sort of contradicting myself in a sense here, is Ben Battle. Um, Ben Battle ran probably his best race ever last time out at Newmarket. It wasn't on soft ground, it wasn't good ground, but he, he smashed the field that day. Um, in a, a pretty solid Group Two King of Comedy for um, Gosden and Tauri in second place, um, and if he can repeat that form on the softer ground, bearing in mind this is on the inside track, so it's not going to be super heavy, it's going to be you know fair soft ground. Um, I think he's a really big price, seven to one. And what I would do is a win only bet on Ben Battle, and then for those that like a snide each way, I would have um, I would have that on Lord Glitter, so I'd actually have two bets in the race.
0: Okay, any thoughts on those who will be back in Frankie through the card? He's on King of Comedy for Godson this one.
1: Yeah, this is probably his ride of the day that I would be least, uh, I would give him the least chance of, largely because of that run the last time um, where, where he was smashed by Ben Battle. Um, he, he's he got some form and soft if you go way back, but he's only a three year old, so you know there is a chance that he. he he could still have some improvement in him. Um, I wouldn't be going from um a 10 to 1. Okay,
0: so your two picks in that one are Ben Battle uh, to win and Lord Glitters as an each way bet. Yep, that's it. Okay, So the next one is the Champion Stakes 74 Magical Heads of Field, and this one for Aiden O'Brien.
1: Yeah, really tough race actually. Um, I've been back and forth, um, with the top three. Magical Adabe and Coronet. I have to admit I had a bet on Adabe um last week when the fields were announced, um and there was some eleven to two, five to one available about Adabe. Uh knowing that Adabe enjoys soft ground and that quite a few of those that were entered um, didn't. So I, I had a, a small each way at that point and I think that'll probably do me for a bet in this, if I'm being honest, and it's not much help to listeners, but um Adeeb's now 11-4, it's a bit short Magical's formed, pretty solid um, wouldn't put people off a win bet um, on her if, if they fancy it or if they're putting it in the multiples but also Frankie has a really strong chance on Coronet um, who enjoys this type of ground and may well um, be involved at the finish as well, but they're all quite short prices, you know, you couldn't do any of them each way, um, so I'm a little bit Und, undecided, basically. Yeah, it feels much of a muchness between the three of them, to be honest. Yeah, that's it. I mean, looking for an each-way angle, um Deirdre would maybe be one that I would have some interest in. But there's... I mean, the added bonus is that Ocean Murphy takes a the ride there, which I think will be an improvement for the horse. Um, but again... Not big enough to say um, that it's you know a solid each way, and the ground is a wee bit of an unknown for Deirdre as well, so I probably pass her over there too. So we're calling a no bet in this one. Yep, that's it. Unfortunately, unless um, something happens, you know, and a day drifts out to five to one or eleven to two um, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, in which case, yeah, get involved. Okay, so
0: ITV's live coverage finishes up. Um, 440, which is the Balmoral handicap, currently 23 down to run this one.
1: Yeah, this is what it's all about. Absolutely love these races. Um, heavy ground, six furlong straight track at Ascot. Um, so sorry, a mile. I'm saying six furlong, um, but it's the straight track, um, and it'll just be um, great fun. You can, I think, you can, you know, rule out a few of them because of the ground. Um, there's certainly a few that just won't enjoy it. Um, which helps you to narrow it down a little bit. Um, you'll also find that most bookies are paying extra places here, so shop around. I think there should be 20 uh, runners going to post. So it's definitely an each-way race. The favourite is Lord North, um, again for Gosling and De Um This horse absolutely hosed up in the Cambridgeshire at Newmarket last time. Um, I, I didn't tip it because it was, it was 92 favourite. It went off at and it's just, you know with a race like that, there was 20, there was, I think there was actually 30 runners in that. You're, you just can't be tipping nine to two favourites, even, you know, if they do look particularly well handicapped, but, um, you know, you can of won on the bridle, but he's considerably higher on the weights for this one today. Um, and he's, uh, sorry, on Saturday, and it's thirty Again, too short. I could be eating my words this time next week uh, when you and I talk about it, but, you know, fine if if he's going to win from about i think about a stone higher in the weights yeah, found. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll let that we'll let that one run without our money on it the one that i like um is a rock solid bet here i think is clon cooley um david baron ridden by jamie spencer interesting thing about spencer he's, he's a bit of a marmite jockey some people love him and others um not so much,
0: yeah.
1: He his record on the straight track um, over a mile at Ascot is fantastic he, he really he knows his fractions so well, he knows how to position horses and have them arriving just on the line um, and I think he's the guy to side with here Cloncoolie's got really good form on soft ground, which will be helpful, a win at Hamilton way back in uh, 2017 actually for the Scottish Angle um, but also second um, at Ascot this year in the Royal Hunt Cup, just yeah. beaten a nose by a pretty good horse, a fac. Careful how you say that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think Claude Cooley's a, a decent each-way bet at 10 to 1. I think um, that one um, should be there or thereabouts. We also have to mention, and some people will criticise, I'm actually going to pick three horses in this race, but... Um, and you know I can hear my brother shouting out at me. Um, <laughs> that's his his standard response. Says, there's only one horse that can win it. Why you back in three? But the reality is, if you can get a horse placed, uh, perfect example last week with our 50 to one shot in the in the um, if You know that got us a place and, and a nice return. Same story here. If you can find one at a bigger price that, that runs into a place with all the bookies paying extra. You know, that's absolutely fine by me. doesn't have to win um, for it to be a profitable return. Um, although in saying that, once you once you start picking three, you're under a bit of pressure for at least one of them to hit the frame. and um, Justify it. Yep. So the second selection is an, an old friend who actually runs in the same colours as Gulliver from last week. I've backed Escobar before, tipped him numerous times. He's an old um, favourite. Yeah, he is. And, and I can't let him go. No problem with the soft ground. Uh, the trip's perfect. Um, he's been placed in his last two runs, September and October, um, both at Ascot. They, they were over uh, seven furlongs, but he's equally um, adept. His last win was over a mile uh, at York. And again, he was third at Goodwood over a mile. So no problem at all. Um, everything, I think, set up for a, another big run. He has, because he, he keeps getting placed rather than winning, um, he hasn't crept up the weights too much. Um, he's actually roughly what is he three pounds? there was a race that he ran at Goodwood last year where he was eighth. He's three pounds higher than that now. But although he was eighth that day, he actually should have won. Believe it or not, if people want to go back and watch it, it's incredible uh, the amount of trouble and running that he got. Um, so yeah, he'll be there thereabouts I'm pretty sure if you're getting uh, five and some bookies offering six places, take yep. take that sixteen to one. And finally, without rattling on too much my third selection is Warif Um, same trainer as Dave uh, who is David O'Mara same trainer as Escobar uh, and a a trainer that I do like to follow particularly in these sort of big handicaps Warif, another super consistent horse um, sort of horse you'd absolutely love to own Um, he is actually owned by Midland Park Racing Syndicate um, who is the syndicate that my small share in the horse is with Um, and the, the guys there do a brilliant job he will be ridden today by Danny Tutto, my favourite jockey, and you're getting 33 to one. Soft ground, no problem at all. Um, just really consistent. Probably about as high in the weight since he's been. He's maybe he's, he's running off a, a rating of 97, um, and his highest rating in the past has been 101. But um, he he can run well from from that sort of mark before. Um, it was fifth of 15 last time out at York and soft ground. Um, over the same mark, so no concerns there, and I just think, with the added bonus of uh, Danny, um, in the plate, who doesn't always ride him, I think that'll add an extra few pounds, and with so many that might not perform, at their best in the, on the heavy ground, I think he could run into a place as well, at a huge price.
0: In terms of these big races, where there's larger fields, would you always take more places, you know, up to five, up to six places, for a shorter price, or would you, be inclined to take the bigger price
1: for fewer places. Yeah, it's a great question because sometimes you look at it, for example, he um, might be 33 to 1 with someone only paying four places yeah. and then as low as sort of 20s, 25s in some places, um, even though they're paying six. I would try and, and find a balance if that's not sitting on the fence too much. Um, <laughs> <It> absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, what I would do is I would, I would err on the side of taking the extra places, but I wouldn't be ripped off with, with you know, if he was 20 to 1 or 16 to 1. Um, I'd rather have five places, 33s, than six or seven places at 16s or 20s. Um, but I would maybe give up one point in the betting to get an extra place. Um, bearing in mind that most online bookies um, and most punters get best odds guaranteed. Yes. So if he does go off, you're, you're even and, and that's even the case when you're taking the extra places, so if he goes off at 33s or sometimes even higher, these, these horses um the bigger ones can drift on the day if there's not much market support um so you can end up getting the extra place and the bigger price so i would err on the side of the extra places okay some good advice
0: um so that's how have covered the six races at ascot you'd also mentioned to me previously that you were quite keen to have a look at the jumps handicaps at newton Abbott and Lass on saturday as well
1: yeah it's a big day um with the jumps as well as the flat are starting to um roll into um, the, the jump season now and we'll sort of after Saturday Focus will switch towards that and the, the same will happen for ITV Racing um, there are two handicaps at New Naba, a chase and the Hurdles race and there's um, the Welsh champion Hurdle at Foss Last, which is actually a bit of a handicap as well so it's, um, it's one that's worth looking at, and there'll be quite a few runners in it at the time we're recording this, the prices aren't up, but I've had a look at the, the entries and um, there might be one or two that I'm interested in. So, what I would say to any listeners is check out Mr. Fixit's tips tonight uh, when my column goes up later on and you should hopefully have one or two tips for those jumps races um, that will keep the jumps racing fans happy as well. Okay, and remember also that you can follow Voice of Value
0: on Twitter at the Voice of Value, um, where he always provides links to his articles at Fix's Tips. Um, so if anything has been updated on there, he'll let you know on Twitter. Just before we wrap up then, Paul, can you give us a recap of all our tips for Saturday
1: for Ascot? I can, yes. So in the one thirty-five Ascot, it's hello, Jumzane, to win. And for those looking for a bigger price, Le Breeze, 16 to 1 each way. Um, go for the four places on that one. The 2.10 Ascot... I am going to review once the market's open for the without the favourite betting. Um, I'll put those up in the column. But at the moment, it's no bet because we probably expect Stradivarius to win. Two forty-five Ascot Starcatcher, thirteen to eight win bet. That price is widely available. Three twenty-five Ascot Ben Battle win only bet at seven to one because we've got ground concerns and Lord Glitters for those who like a Snidey each way and 7 to 1 widely available. And you'll get four places with some bookies there as well. So take that. 4pm at Ascot, no bet. And the 4.40 at Ascot, we're having three cheeky bets. The main one being Cloncouley, um a 10 to 1. Escobar, 16 to 1. And Warif, 33 to 1. And all of those, of course, are each way bets. And take the extra places where you can.
0: OK, I will of course be back in your judgement as ever, Paul, but I have to admit I'll probably be on some kind of Frankie multiple <laughs> to give me an interest over the course of
1: Saturday's racing. I might just do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a wee saver, everyone likes a wee saver. Well, you take to think that he, he
0: romps home and four or five of those and you've not back him, I guess.
1: Well, you know that King of Comedy is a certainty now after I've discussed it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, doc. thanks very much, Paul. Um, I'll be back on Monday night with uh, Greg to take a look at next week's Champions League's fixture. So remember to tune in and catch that one. In the meantime, have a great Saturday. Hope your betting goes well on Saturday at Ascot. And thanks very much for joining us.